Your positive, positive, positive imprint. 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 Stories are everywhere. People and their positive action inspire positive achievements. Your PI could mean the world to you. Get ready for your positive imprint. Well, hello, this is Catherine, your host of the podcast, Your Positive Imprint, the variety show featuring people all over the world whose positive actions are inspiring positive achievements. Exceptional people rise to the challenge. Music by the talented Chris Knoll. Check out his music and learn so much more about his pretty rad, awesome background. ChrisKnoll.com. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Your Positive Imprint. Connect with me on LinkedIn and my website, YourPositiveImprint.com, where, of course, you can sign up for email updates to learn more about the podcast, as well as listen to the podcast, or, of course, listen from any podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, any, or just your favorite podcast platform. Your Positive Imprint, what's your PI? Merry Christmas, everybody. Feliz Navidad. Glad Yule. Everybody, happy holidays, happy December, however you celebrate it, and I'm so glad you're here with your positive imprint. Well, there's a quick change on the schedule, and I don't know where my time has gone, but my days are so off kilter. I've not even gotten my Christmas cards out yet. Oh my gosh. So I think that they're actually going to be New Year's cards for this year. Well, somehow, I just lost track of time, and I apologize, and as a result, my podcast schedule is off-kilter as well. So today's episode, I will close out the year 2021 with Santa Claus from England, and I will return with marine biologist Terry Lilly, who will be starting out the 2022 year with his positive imprints on reptiles and, of course, his work under the sea. Join me January 10th as I continue bringing you through this variety show, The World of Positive Imprints. And I want to give a thank you, a big huge thank you to Chris Knoll for composing elevated intentions for the show and for giving me permission to use his music, his other music, as background music during other episodes. I appreciate Chris and I so love his compositions. Well, Merry Christmas, Chris, and again, Merry Christmas to you. And remember, January 10th is when I will return after today's episode. Your positive imprint. What's your PI? Tudor World is a 16th century living history museum located in the town of Stratford-upon-Avon, England. Today we learn from our guest of how Christmas joy was brought to the people during the times of William Shakespeare, Francis Drake, Elizabeth I, Henry VIII, and really everyday people. This is a Christmas past and, of course, a message from Santa, a.k.a. Ernie Boxel. Welcome, Catherine, and thank you for the opportunity to spread a message around the world with lots of ho, 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 lots of joy and a few messages which I hope will let people think a little bit about the Christmas period. I now am living alone, a single man, daughters have grown up, so Christmas lost a lot of its magic. Uh, I would say at least 20 years ago, when my daughters reached the age of 10. And then about two years ago, one year pre 
the virus. A local park was advertising for 10 Santas because it was an adventure park where about a thousand families visited a day. I was chosen as one of the Santas and from what I've been told the Adventure Centre quite liked my attitude not just to Santa but to helping them with their chores after the event had finished. So I was all set to be the Santa the following year which was 2020 when Covid closed everything down and I thought that that would be the end of my Santas until Zoom came along and I was asked to do some Zoom presentations going into people's homes and talking to the children and then this year a friend of mine who is a theatre producer put me in touch with a group called the Children's Play Village and Santa there actually does three two and a half hour shows per day where it's not just sitting the child on the knee we go through a script and actually perform a two and a half hour performance where Princess Pearl has fallen in love with Otto the toy soldier Otto has been sent to the North Pole by Santa to clear up a blizzard which is stopping the elves getting the toys to the sleigh and the two and a half hour performance is all about bringing Otto back to the princess so we do dances we sing jingle bells rocking robin we get the children to make decorations to place on the tree and it's all interactive in a village setting within a hall where the people have built a little post office a little hospital a little vet shop a little fruit and veg shop and so for two and a half hours we interact with the children and I have to say that that brought back the magic of Christmas within the faces of the children but it also taught me some lessons and this is perhaps the darker side of modern Christmas because particularly the menfolk brought their children in walked around the village with them once went back to the table and started to answer their phones or complete business while the children and the mothers were walking around the village interacting and playing not in every case but in many cases it seemed that business was more important than spending that two and a half hours with the child but for me as I entered the stage to see the children's faces and also to have to deal with the one or two year olds crying and being afraid of Santa it was invigorating it was a challenge but being a performer that's what it's all about isn't it the young children would very often want to come up and hug Santa we had to make sure that their parents were there which is sad isn't it but sometimes on a couple of occasions what happened couldn't be helped the child would come from behind me come in front of me and just hug and they were some of the great moments when the child did it spontaneously but it just showed that Christmas still has that magic what you see me wearing now at the moment 
I am Santa at a venue called Tudor World, which is an actual 15th century house in Stratford-upon-Avon, where between 1550 or 1560 and maybe 15, uh, 1590, Shakespeare drank. So this is the actual Three Tons Tavern where Shakespeare came to drink. And as a Tudor Santa, I am wearing the laurel, a pagan Santa, because originally Santa in England was decked out in green, mistletoe and other greenery for celebrating the earth and also obviously the winter solstice. And within the period, I've made a few notes, if that's okay, Catherine. Of course it is, Santa, Ernie. To say that in that Tudor period, carol singing began. Presents started to be given. And in fact, Henry VIII was known to give out around about the equivalent of £30,000 worth of presents. Mulled wine began, mince pies and turkey towards the end of the period. So a lot of the things that we do now actually began in and around the time of Henry VIII, the Tudor period. There was no partying until Christmas Eve. In fact, what they had was 40 days of Advent, which was um, within the Christian tradition. The feasting began on Christmas Day and it lasted for 12 days, the 12 days of Christmas. And within those 12 days, people did not work. It was solely for celebration of, it says, the 12 disciples, a day for each disciple. Decorations were simply a ball of evergreen, mistletoe and apples, which were hung from rafters as almost the only decoration within the cottage, the hut, the palace. And the 12 days of celebration, within those 12 days, there was a Lord of Misrule. It was his job to bring joy and laughter into the palace, into the location. And that Lord of Misrule was allowed to take or to make fun of the king. Now, how often he did that, we don't know, but certainly there are records of the Lord of Misrule asking the king for money, which obviously every other day of the year, he would probably lose his head for doing. Mince pies contained 13 ingredients, including some meats. Each ingredient was for Jesus and the 12 disciples. So the mince pies then were not only very much bigger, but the ingredients were, were a lot different than they are today. The boy bishops, so these would have perhaps been young boys who were training. During this period, they were allowed to become bishops and to give orders within the church. So it was very much changing roles where the children became the authority within the house. And I think maybe that's becoming the rule again from what I've seen. Children very much ruled the roost. Children were also whipped to remind them 
that Herod, and this, this I, from what I understand, it was children under two, were whipped to remind them that Herod killed every two-year-old looking for Jesus. Now, how hard the whipping was, I have no idea, but it, it was to instill within the children the story of Herod killing the two-year-olds. And finally, it comes to the point where mistletoe was actually banned within the church for being pagan. And that was towards the end of the Tudor period. And so that really is the story of how the pagan Santa became the Coca-Cola Santa, <laughs> dressed in red. And obviously becoming a lot more commercial, which I guess... I would have said it still is until I saw the children's faces, until I saw them making out of straws, making candy canes and hanging them on the tree and having more joy from that candy cane than some of the presents they were given on the day by their parents. They played with boxes. They played in the vet's store. They played with little animals, little cuddly toys. Now, when Santa asked them what they wanted, it was mobile phones. It was, is it PS4s? It was big cars. But for that two and a half hours, they were content with boxes, cardboard boxes, uh, stuffed animals, artificial fruit and veg. But the big thing that drew them in was to have a photo with Santa, particularly in the sleigh. And we ended always with the reading of The Night Before Christmas, with all of the children sat around the sleigh, with their parents with them. And then, finally, as they left, myself and Princess Pearl delivered a present to each of them. Almost without exception, they said thank you, which, again, gives you some hope for the future. Now, whether or not... On the darker side, lockdowns coming again with the virus, because what I did see was there were certainly far more children afraid of strangers, afraid of a strange man than I'd noticed two years ago, even older children. And you must have seen it yourself where the parents are pulling their children away from strangers. So that, I think, is going to be a problem, perhaps not just for Christmas, but for the future. But I did notice that when I do tell stories, the parents are often more engaged than the children because the children, I think, have become far more used, maybe, to watching YouTube and television rather than listening to a story from a book, which, again, is something I hope to try and improve. So that's basically Christmas for me here in England. As I say, I think that the fact that our history obviously goes back to pagan times. I have noticed that a lot of the 14, 15 year old children are becoming more interested in the pagan idea of Christmas. And also where I work, the Tudor house, at night we do a ghost tour around the house. And a lot more younger children are becoming more interested in that side of the house, which, again, is different to when I was their age. So in England, it may be that Christianity 
for the young is less important now than it might be in America. I love America. Um, my life, I think, has been shaped by going to America or connecting with an American girl in 1964. And I think my life had been shaped by that first meeting. So I love America. I spend a lot of time learning about what's going on in America. I do notice that the belief in Jesus Christ is much stronger in America than it is in England. Why that is, I don't know. The people going to church is much lower now than it probably was in my 70 years. These are obviously, Catherine, my observations. The looks on the children's faces has far outweighed any of the negatives. Even children who are over the road from me, on the other side of the street, stop. And their look of fascination and their way is, it's without thought. Spur of the moment, there's Santa, hello Santa. Mm -hmm. And the joy and the excitement in their faces makes it all worthwhile. So Ernie, around the world, Santa Claus has different names, different yes. outfits, different past. Yes. And there are many countries that have Santa Claus. Santa literally means yes. saint or holy. Interestingly, I work with some Polish ladies who are elves. They tell me that they start to celebrate Christmas on December the 6th. Which is St. Nicholas Day. There we go. I didn't know that. That was, again, working in this environment is something else that I've learned through being this character, this Santa. Christmas, as you said in the beginning, that you hope that Christmas continues to bring joy to people around the world. Yes. Yet for you, Christmas didn't have that meaning for 20 years. And now you're no. rediscovering that message of hope and that message of joy. So what inspirational phrase or what inspiration can you provide to people who are going through that same thing that you were 20 yes. years ago? The message is be children. For just a small period of the year, become children again. Have a smile on your face as you pass Santa. Say Merry Christmas, Santa. Smile for the children. Be there for the children. Forget work for a couple of hours. It really is around the adults. The children are fine. The adults have lost that spark. My message was become children again just for a couple of hours. Even if it's just that one day, spend it with the kids. Spend it with your friends and, and, and laugh. Don't necessarily need alcohol to do it. I certainly hope that your hope of Santa bringing yeah. positivity and hope around the world will certainly. I hope so. We will be featuring Ernie Boxel in Thank 2022 you. with uh -huh. his positive imprints. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you, Ernie Boxel. And yeah. Merry Christmas, Santa Claus. And Merry Christmas to all of your listeners, Catherine, and especially to you for the opportunity. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Ernie is the host of the podcast, No Story Stagnates. His show features stories of the past. Memories, really. Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays. Happy winter solstice. And a happy new year. And cheers to a new beginning in 2022. 
please remember to click the follow, download, or subscribe button now. Your Positive Imprint. What's your PI?